This is Conversation with the Cooks, presented by Husker Sports, a monthly podcast with Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook and former All-American Lauren Cook on this edition of Conversation with the Cooks. So uh, I went and bought a snowblower, went and, went, went and hung with the boys at Valley Lumber and talked shop with them on the <laughs> snowblowers, and we went out and messed around with them a little bit and ended up getting a snowblower and firing that thing up. Next thing I know, the neighbors are asking me to do their, their driveways. So you I were would, doing everyone's driveway. I know. So I was having a blast with that thing. That thing, those things are awesome. I've always shoveled because I like the workout, but I couldn't keep up. It was snowing so much, there's no way you can keep up shoveling. Now, here's your host, Lauren Cook. Welcome back to Conversation with the Cooks. Happy New Year. Bring on 2020, or as Husker Volleyball says, one team, one dream, Omaha 2020. Hello. Hello, Lauren. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. This is uh, kind of going to be a delayed uh, release this month because you were on vacation. Can we call it vacation? We can call it vacation. Okay. Yeah. We'll get into that in a second. Working vacation. You, yes, you were because you were working actually on Christmas Day. And we'll get into that, but you're on a working vacation. I was also on vacation, and then I was out with influenza A. So we just uh, this podcast we're recording a little later than we normally do in the month. So I feel a little whack. You like your routines. I like my routines. Mm-hmm. This is a little different. You got uh, nothing to say about that. Nope. Let's get going. <laughs> you don't like intros. Okay, so. Take us through, what did the family do for the holidays? Obviously, I know, but tell everyone kind of what you do in your quote-unquote off time, which technically isn't off time because you're still working, but it is a little bit of downtime because you don't have practices or meetings or speaking engagements that you have to be at. Well, uh, the first thing, uh, we left before the Final Four, and I actually watched the National Championship match in a hotel room in Laramie, Wyoming. So that gives you the clue. We were heading to Wyoming farther past Laramie, but that's where I watched the National Championship. And Did you see Coach Bull? I did not see Coach Bull there. He's the head coach there at Wyoming football, who used to coach in Nebraska and I think played in Nebraska. But uh, anyway, we were on our way to Wyoming and went up there where your brother lives, and uh, we stayed with him and had Christmas there. Did you do any skiing? I uh, didn't do any skiing because I was holding down the fort uh, and watching dogs so you and your brother and everybody else could ski. You did cross-country ski, I though. Did, I did cross-country ski, did a lot of hiking, and had a great time. It did a lot of shoveling because the snow started hitting and uh, it was nonstop shoveling, trying to keep Taylor's driveway clear. And it snowed a lot there. How many? For a do you know how many inches they got, they ended up getting? Well, while you were there, <clears throat> no, it pr- probably. I think over the last couple of weeks they've had over a hundred inches. So it snows a lot. But you broke down. So you're very old school. You were out there shoveling, but you broke down and actually bought a snowblower. Well. I did because Taylor leaves in the morning before the sun comes up and gets home after the sun goes down So uh, because he has to take a shuttle over the pass to get to Jackson Hole to work. So I'm thinking there's no way he can shovel this amount of snow and keep his driveway clear and get out. So uh, I went and bought a snowblower, went went and hung with the boys at Valley Lumber and talked shop with them on the (laughs) snowblowers. And we went out and messed around with them a little bit and ended up getting a snowblower and firing that thing up. Next thing I know, the neighbors are asking me to do their their driveways. So You I were would, doing everyone's driveway. I know. So I was having a blast with that thing. That thing, those things are awesome. I've always shoveled because I like the workout, but I couldn't keep up. 
it was snowing so much, there's no way you can keep up shoveling. You even did some research on backhoes. I know we've talked about that in previous podcasts. You, you want to get some type of tractor or something and just kind of plow ro- roads and maybe plow some ski runs and or use a snowcat. I don't know what you use for those, but you, you did some research there and you almost pulled the trigger. I like moving dirt, like moving snow. <laughs> it's like building. I actually drove a skidster up there, drove a truck with a plow, testing things out. Was this your was this your first time ever driving a skidster? Yeah, I don't know yeah. what a skidster is, but yeah. I think it's a big truck. Was it's a tractor? Were you nervous? It's kind of a tractor. Yeah, uh, a little bit because they're 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 awesome machines. They they uh, really sensitive. They touch. They're like flying an airplane, but you're on the ground and you're you got a big. Uh, for that one, I had a uh, on on the front of that was a a big plow. So you just you're just pushing snow. What's more difficult to use, an airplane or a uh, uh, air, airplane, but the skidsters are very touchy controls, so it moves very fast, it turns, and it's very touchy, just just like an airplane. You also, uh, I'm not going to word this correctly, but directed a sled with horses pulling it, or how? What's the what's the terminology for that? Yeah, so uh, one of my friends up there feeds cattle every day. He has a, a horse sled team. Uh, two Pergeron horses. There's a big giant horses. Like so, the Budweiser horses. Yeah. So he suits them up, puts the stuff on. Gets. We have a sled that runs on rails and uh, loads on uh, big big things of hay. And he goes out into the out into the pasture and dumps the hay for for the cattle. So uh, um, he does that at four o'clock every day. So I've gone and helped him a few times and. He lets me run run the sled and run the horses and and, and it's uh, all by mouth. It's all by a little speech, bit a little speech. bit of the reins on the horses and everything else is by sound. Or sound. And they're they're okay. incredibly trained. And I every time I do it, I think, guy, if I could train my volleyball players as good as these horses, we would never <laughs> lose a match. Can you give us an example of some sounds that you use? Uh, you just he, ha, uh, go, left, right. So just just voice commands. They're Maybe. Very, Maybe you should try this with the girls. I'm trying to figure out, I need to go up and learn how to train those horses and maybe I can learn something, how to be a better coach. Okay, so that's all off the court talk. Uh, But on the court talk, I want to know what has transpired from that Wisconsin regional final match to up until now, because a lot has happened. And first of all, I mean, I think people know that you're a very hardworking person and, and you work harder than the average Joe. But I mean, you were on Christmas Day, and I don't want to make this sound bad because you were definitely involved with family activities. But Christmas evening, I mean, you were in the office on the computer watching video of your Wisconsin match. And that I think that just speaks to how hard you really work. I mean, that's something that I know is eating away at you because you're mad that you guys lost and you're trying to figure out ways of how you can beat Wisconsin next year. And most, most coaches, you know, aren't spending their Christmas day looking at that video or aren't as invested in, in doing something like that. So it's, uh, it's, it's cool to see, but you, you just, you never really turn it off in the coaching world. Well, Lauren, I think you're exaggerating a little bit on, on <laughs> Christmas Day watching the Wisconsin match. I'm not Mac. exaggerating. We were actually messing with the volumetric system a little bit on the computer, trying to figure a couple things out. 
So your husband was helping me with that. I so. was standing there and you were watching game yeah. film. Yeah. So we were watching that, but we were working on some stuff. So it wasn't uh, necessarily I sat down and starting to break down video, but... But you uh, were. I was doing that and you wanted to know what's transpired. I mean, I had two, two staff members, two out of four, half our staff left. Uh, Kayla and Bo went to Mississippi Bo was the video coordinator, uh-huh. which is a crucial role. I don't think a lot of people know that is. Yeah, it's a very it, crucial role. He does role a lot. Is. He does social media. He does all of our stats and all of our video. He helps with social. Yeah, and he runs um, uh, in practice. He takes stats and uh, runs our big screen video replay system that the players can just look up there and see uh, after each play. They can look up there and see what it looks like on video. So he does quite a bit. Our stats system is extensive, not only for us, but for our opponents. And yeah, it's it's hard to find really good people on that. And we seem to be turning those over every couple of years as well. They keep getting bigger and better jobs, but they're really using that position as a stepping stone now. But uh, you have to come in pretty, you have to have some experience with the, the systems because it is pretty technical and complicated. So had to go through and figure out how we're going to restructure our staff and who we're going to hire. And had to have a couple players that are transferring, and I actually flew back from up there in Wyoming. We had a tra- uh, transfer recruit visit uh, in early January, so I had to fly back and and be there for that, and then go back up. So yeah, it coaching never stops. Okay, so Kayla goes gets the head job at Ole Miss. Bo goes with her. He's an assistant at Ole Miss. Then you bring in Tyler Hildebrand who was here in 2017 as an associate head coach, and everyone thinks you're retiring because we haven't seen this since the last time this happened in Nebraska volleyball history was when Terry Pettit brought you on as an, as an associate head coach back in uh, to the year 99. Was it 99? 99, 1999. Gave you that title, and then uh, you're passed, and you became the head coach, and, and Terry retired. So let's clear the air. Are you retiring in a year? What's uh give us the so when I came, when I came back in '99, I was actually a head coach for seven years at Wisconsin, and so Pettit had to entice me with something, you know, and saying, "Hey, if you come back, you know, I'm I'm getting ready to retire in one year, and I need an assistant coach to come back and coach with me, and then I'm going to retire. Then the program's yours." Tyler's not in that position, uh, and so and we're not at that point yet. So what but what I wanted to do was Tyler's already been here as an assistant and I really really wanted to get him back here because I've seen when he comes out here, he's come out the last two falls, I see the interaction between him and our fans, our support staff, everybody who's involved in Nebraska volleyball. There's just a really strong connection and I saw how much he really loves it here. So we started the dialogue about how we can make this work. So the associate head coach is a title it's a way to give him more responsibility, pay him more money. And I had to recruit him away from uh, the USA Beach program, which is he's running. And part of the concession was, and I didn't even ask him about this. I just told him, I go, you know, you got, you got to stay through the Olympics and then come in. So he'll come in the first day of two days, August 10th, coming straight from Tokyo and get ready to start. And because he's been here, because he knows us and because he's been really very in touch with our program over the last two years. I mean, He's it'll been be a, a consultant. Yeah, it'll be a very easy transition for him. And he knows our players. He coached our seniors to be. So I feel good about that transition. But I also feel equally as good about providing an opportunity for Kelly Hunter 
to start coaching to see if this is what her passion is. So our deal we made is she's interned between January and August. And then when Tyler gets here, she'll go into the volunteer role. So by the end of next year, she'll be able to figure out if she really wants to coach and she really likes this because this is what I hear from all, all you players that want to be coaches. It's like, I had no idea <laughs> what goes on outside the three hours a day that we practice. It's a lot. You really don't. I mean, even if, even me being submersed as a player and, and in your life as a family member, it's you still don't really understand until you're actually in that position or around it every day. So there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, the most fun part about watching Kelly is going to be she's, you know, she's everybody's buddy, buddy now. Now she, I told her, you're going to have to be, you know, the bad <laughs> guy here at some point. So get ready. <laughs> I, I just like having Kelly around because we trade uh, makeup secrets and we talk about what nail polish colors are in style and where we go get our nails done and fashion. And that's, that's, uh, what, that's why I like having her around. And that's one good thing about having Kelly because she can talk that language where, you know, Jalen and I can't. Yeah, you, Jalen tries. <laughs> he, he tries, but he has no clue. <laughs> and then you're just beyond clueless. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so so you're not retiring anytime soon. As, as of right now, Lauren, no. <laughs> so, I'd like to win another natty, so it might be a long time. Okay, so t- how did the players react to this? Because the media didn't really touch on that, but I'm sure it was a surprise. They probably thought, you know, Tyler's been here. He's out of sight, out of mind. He's probably never coming back because he took, you know, kind of his dream job out with USA Volleyball. So what was their kind of first reaction? Well, I, you know, when all this went down, they, you know, they were all home. But uh, I had talked to uh, Lauren and Lexi to let them know what was going on because actually Lauren, you know, played for Tyler and Lexi knows him via California Connections. So I let them know what was going on because they were both really curious about, okay, what's going to happen here? What are we doing? And I said, well, this this is what I'm working on. And, this, and when we got the deal done, I, I called them and told them that, uh, you know, this is what we were going to do. The rest of the team found out um, when we came back the first day of school on January 13th. And Did you have a big team meeting? Or? We, we had a team meeting. We went through several things. And I just explained, here's our staffing. So I think they're very, very excited. I know Lauren and Lexi are both super excited. And then Nicklin texted Tyler right away and told him how excited she is and and because uh, 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 she knows him a little bit. So anyway, I think it's a really good hire and I, my goal is to have the best staff we can possibly have for Nebraska Volleyball. Have you replaced Bo's position yet? No, we opened that up and ironically as we're uh, we've had one week into the search process and there's another two weeks to go and then we have to go through a, it's a, more of a formal hiring and that you go through the university. It's not like hiring a coach where you kind of get a waiver and go get who you want. So um, in a couple more weeks, we'll see who's applied and what we got out there. And we've asked some people to apply and then we'll go through a, a search process and try to hire somebody. So just so Husker fans can understand this, when you go to hire an assistant coach, Bill Moose just kind of says, John, do whatever you want, go find who you want and we'll support you. Or how does that process work? Um, or you say, this is who I want to bring in, and they say, okay, we'll make it happen, or you need to rethink that. Or When you hire an assistant coach, you have to get a waiver. Otherwise, you have to go through this process. So like when you see the football coaches get hired right away, they get a waiver to, to circumvent 
the hiring process of opening up to everybody. And because it's such a key, you know, assistant coaches are so important. You work so many hours. It's such a connection there. You know, you know most head coaches know who they want to get or have a list of who they're going to go after. So yes, it is a, here's who we're going to go after, or here's what I want to interview. And we go from there. Okay. You're yawning. Am I boring you? No. <laughs> Tired? No. <laughs> okay. Transfers. So we now know four players are leaving. Uh, Anushka, Chen, Capri, and now Megan Miller. Can you tell us just why they're leaving or any insight into what got them to this decision? Was it playing time? Was it? There's now three seasons of recruiting. So I'm going to hit the road on Fit Valentine's Day recruiting eighth and ninth graders, watching them, evaluating them. Then when they all become juniors, that they can come and visit on campus. So that's season two of recruiting. You get official visits now because they've changed the rules. They cannot take unofficial visits. So they'll come on official visits. And then that's season two of recruiting. Season three of recruiting is the transfer portal. And because they've made this portal, it's so easy for everybody to transfer now. And I think kids today across the board, I don't even think, you I mean, I know Ineshka was really happy here. Chen was really happy here. But now it comes down to playing time and toward the end of their career. And so every couple of years we go through this. Last time we went through this was 2014. We had four players leave. What happens is they get to a point in their career. So Ineshka, for example, has got two years left. Megan's got two years left. Chen's got two years left. Capri is, was a whole different situation. That I, I don't really think she wanted to transfer. That was more of health concerns they for need her. To be closer to home. She needed to be closer to home. So... Bottom line is now it's like, okay, I'm, I'm this point in my career. I want to play. I may, it doesn't look like I'm going to get a chance to play much at Nebraska. So I'm going to go in the transfer portal and see what shakes out. And so it's more of a, that's the business side of recruiting and the third season of recruiting, which is the transfer portal. But it's unbelievable how many kids go in the transfer portal and how fast they transfer. You've had a few people come and visit here who were transfers, transferring from other programs. Do you know on average, I mean, how many volleyball players go into the transfer transfer portal, you know, each season or yeah, you can each year? you can look at it. I have, I I know I know before the season was even over, there was already over a hundred. Wow, just that's before the season was even over. And so since then, I mean, it's probably I you know that would be a good uh, Jalen question. He follows it. He would know exactly how many. But, it's not public information though, correct? Well, Technically, yeah, co- Coach, only, coaches only coaches can coaches get on can it, yeah. So we know Capri's going to Texas. Anushka Zabo is going to Kansas. Do you know where Chen and Megan will end up? I have no idea. Those guys are later in the process. Megan's going to be here all semester in school, so she'll do go start shopping whenever she gets ready. And, and I think Chen is trying to get somewhere, and she's looking at a couple of schools that still haven't started yet, so we'll see where she ends up. Okay, so before we finish up with your favorite part of the podcast, a cook confession and a cook lesson, I just want to know who you think, this is, this has nothing to do with volleyball, but who you think is going to win the Super, Super Bowl. And we're recording this before we know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. So there's four teams left, Packers, Chiefs, 49ers, and Titans, right? Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay, who do you think, if you're putting money down, who's going to win the Super Bowl? I think... Well, no, it's the uh, yeah, it's the Titans. They're on fire right now. They've kind of come out of nowhere. You think the Titans are going to no, win? No, I didn't say that. Oh. I just said 
they're on fire right now. Can can I finish yeah, my statement? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Do you want to finish it for me? <laughs> no, go ahead. The Titans are on fire. Have kind of come out of nowhere. They were. I think they're one of the lowest seeds, and they've knocked off some top seeds. They beat the the Ravens. I think who were the number one seed. So they're kind of on fire right now. That catching fire. I I think the Packers are there too, but I don't think the Packers have enough. But Aaron Rodgers is really good, and he's kept a minute. And then the 49ers, I haven't followed all that much, but I know they've had a really good year. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs because they're right down the road. Love the Chiefs. I think uh, their coaches do, has paid his dues and deserves deserves a world championship. And their quarterback's really good. And I don't know, they got a really good offense. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Are you a Mahomie? I don't know if I'm a Mahomie, but the guy does some pretty cool stuff. Isn't that what they call his fan club, the Mahomies? Oh, the Mahomies. That, Something that's, like that's that. That's good, yeah. He does some pretty cool stuff. So fun fact, your father, Chris, Christopher, took you to the very first Super Bowl ever. Yeah, actually, it was um, it was his brother, okay. my uncle, took okay, me. Okay, so your uncle took uh, you. Not only that, I went to the first two Super Bowls. Okay, so where where they were, in were the they? Los Angeles Coliseum. We drove up to L.A. from San Diego. Okay, it was the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Ironically, the first Super Bowl. Both first oh, two, both? yeah. Really? Yeah. That is ironic. Yeah. And um, so that was Bart Starr, and nobody gave the AFC at the time a chance, and and the the Packers won them both. But yeah, I got to go. It was pretty cool. That was you know I love football and. Back then, the Super Bowl tickets, I think they were 10 bucks or something. So it wasn't that big a deal because it was just, just it started and it was new. But obviously now it's, you know, one of the biggest sporting events in the world. Yeah, now it costs about 10 grand to go to a Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. Will you ever go back to another Super Bowl? Uh, probably not, no. No. I, my, my new thing now is I want to go to Vegas and watch the Raiders in the new stadium. What? <laughs> That stadium is so cool. I actually was recruiting there last spring, and my hotel room window looked right out, right out at the stadium. It is so cool, I, and I think it's going to be a great stadium to watch football. And of course, I grew up with the Raiders as well because the Raiders and the Chargers, San Diego Chargers, those were the huge. I mean, that was the biggest rivalry ever that I ever saw. So I grew up with that, and I have always liked the Raiders and the Chargers. So I want to. That's that's one of my new things. Is I want to go to uh, a football game in the new Las Vegas stadium. You just want to go to the strip and get rowdy. <laughs> no, I don't. But they have great restaurants there, and but I just think the stadium is 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 really cool. It's it, they made it smaller, so it's not a big huge thing, and looks really cool. And it's Vegas, and so it's going to be a happening. You watch. They'll be having a lot of big events in Vegas now. Okay, it's time for our confession and lesson, so I'll start. My confession is I went bungee jumping when I was in uh, New Zealand a few years ago. It was a graduation trip. You told me I could, you would buy me a plane ticket wherever I wanted to go. I chose New Zealand. I had some friends down there, and uh, I think you were against it and thought it was crazy, so I didn't tell you at the time, but I've been, I've jumped off a cliff, and it was uh, quite the experience. Yeah. So, did you know that? Um, I think you told me at some point. Okay. Was it worth it? It was. It oh. honestly was. Biggest adrenaline rush I've ever gone through. But yeah. it, I'll bet. It was beautiful because I went off the, it was a cliff and then you went into a, almost like, kind of like the Grand Canyon. It was a lake, or not a lake, but a stream and just really pretty cliffs and trees and the water was like a turquoise color. So 
is definitely worth it. But what's funny is before they're weighing you and, and kind of measuring you and making sure they have all the calculations correct and you're just like, God, I hope you guys have all this, know how to do your math and have all this figured out because if you don't, then it's probably my life that I'm losing. Yeah. So you had ultimate trust in those people. I did. <laughs> and where, what country were you in? New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay. Yep. New Zealand. Okay. And my lesson is this doesn't really pertain to volleyball, but Money doesn't grow on trees. I know you appreciate that. So save your money, spend it wisely, invest it. And since we're talking about NFL football, um, as Marshawn Lynch says, take care of your chicken. Did you Uh-oh. see that? <laughs> did you see that post game interview? Uh, no, I didn't. He. <laughs> I'll have to show you. It's. I'm sure it's on. You can go on YouTube or Google and look it up. But he did a post game interview after the Seahawks lost to the Packers, and he was just saying, "You got to take care of your chicken." And he just kept repeating that. Oh, what's your chicken? I think it's your money. Oh, okay. So you got to take care of your money. Okay. You got to take care of your chicken. I don't, right. I don't really <laughs> understand it, but I and thought it was, was funny. was that, a confession or a lesson? Or that was, was a that? lesson. Okay. Money doesn't grow on trees, so it's, oh, you know, so spend it wisely. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, take care of your chicken. That's great advice for you because you I like know. to spend money. <laughs> okay, what's your confession and lesson? My lesson is uh, what I'm going to talk to our team about here the next couple of weeks is that in volleyball, we're going to practice and train way more days than we actually play. So you're going to really have to learn to love the process of preparing to play in the fall. So we're going to go through, I don't know, over 100 practices before we even get to the fall and lifting sessions and, and without ever playing a match. So can you have to learn to love the process and the journey of going through to prepare to play great volleyball and be a great team in the fall. The teams that embrace that and really take ownership of that, those are the teams that have a chance to be special. And uh, now I'm supposed to do a confession? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, how about this, Lauren? I have chamomile tea every night like I'm having tonight. <laughs> Is that a confession? I mean, not really. Not really. Okay. Kind of. Do you put anything in your chamomile tea? Nope, just straight just chamomile straight. tea. Okay. Any certain brands that you like of tea? Uh, no. Okay. Just organic. Just like if organic. it's organic, okay. yeah, it's good. Can you give us something a little more exciting than that? It's pretty boring. Okay. Can you put this on pause while I think about it? <laughs> I gave you. I, we were talking about this right before the podcast, right before we started. Yeah. A confession. Confession. How about this, Lauren? I I have noticed I in. During the days in practice, I have green tea and then I have a little dark chocolate. And it oh really gives me gosh. a lot of energy for the rest of the day. Have I already talked about that one? Yes. Oh, yeah. Or at some point you have. That's also just okay. as boring Here's as my confession. There's now a green shake named after me at the training table because every day I go in, I make a green shake. It's kale, spinach, yogurt, pineapple, blueberries, collagen, which everybody over the age of 50 should be taking collagen, some chia seeds and uh, coconut milk, and we grind it up. And now it's, it's famous. The Big Ten came in and filmed them making it for me. I have it every day. I'll tell you what, it, it's, it's a game changer. Game I, changer. I thought you went and got Botox, so it's just the collagen? It's the collagen. <laughs> so, uh, That's funny, a pretty good confession right there. That is yeah. good. Well, we, Nicole, the girl in the training table who runs the smoothie bar, I mean, bless her heart, she has to make this smoothie for you every day. And what's funny is when Lindsay Peterson was on maternity leave, she uh, instructed me to go get your lunches a couple days because sometimes you just don't have time to make it over there, which is one of the downfalls to, you know, working at Devaney and then train table is in North Stadium. So you kind of have to, it's not like you can, I mean, you could walk, but it would take 
take some time. So anyways, Lindsay said, you just have to get the green smoothie. She goes, I have no idea what's in it. Just ask for Nicole and just pray that Nicole's going to be there and sh- that she'll be able to make it for you. And so I would o- always go over, ask for Nicole, get your green smoothie and we were set. But one day Nicole was not there. But Nuwani, your nutritionist, knows what's in the green smoothie. So Nuwani and Nuwani was like pulling things out of the back. She goes, oh, these are special collagen and special nutrients and, and add smoothie add-ins for just Coach Cook only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, so Nicole's actually on a... a- dietetic internship, I think at a hospital. So she won't be here this semester, but all of her lieutenants all know now. Everybody's, she educated everybody. So I come in, (laughs) literally, I walk in the training table and they're handing me a uh, blender thing to fill up with uh, spinach and kale and get it ready to go. So have other athletes and coaches started asking for the Coach Cook? Oh yeah. Or what's the name of it? it, It's just the green smoothie, Coach Cook green smoothie. I, I started giving it to Nicklin. And now I think she has one every day. Not as I have a huge one. She has a small one. Okay, Coach Frost, you and Coach Frost sit there. Cheers your smoothie. No, Coach Frost doesn't eat down. I don't see him at the training table. Oh. I think they get his food and take it up there to him. Okay, but uh, yes. And then some other players have tried it. And and then sometimes I, if we have extra, the the interns who make it will try it too. I tell them you got you got to be drinking this. <laughs> but you feel a difference. Oh yeah, it's a huge difference, and I notice uh, when over break when I'm not having it every day, I, I can really tell a difference. So get your greens and uh, collagen's good, chia seeds are good. They all sometimes put raw ginger in there, which is really good. So it's just good for you. You just gave Husker Nation the secret recipe to your green smoothie. You may have to post this on Instagram or Twitter now. It is a secret. Re- it will. I don't know if it's a secret recipe, but it's it's, it's really good. And uh, who came up with the recipe? Um, Nicole. Actually, uh, Nicole and I were working on it, but you know, as you know, I got my hip replaced. After I got that done, Dave Ellis, our nutritionist, he said, "Hey, you you should be getting on collagen to help you heal." So that's how I started the shake because I, I wanted to have a shake with uh, putting co- collagen pots powder. So you got to mix it in something to drink it, and so that's how we kind of created the shake, and that took off from there. I thought collagen was for. Hair, skin, nails. It's also for tendons and muscles and ligaments, things like that, which when you get a hip replacement, they move a lot of that. Interesting. Always learning something new from yeah. you. So Dave, so ironically, Lauren, the football players take it after really hard workouts. So it's something that it's a new cutting edge thing. And, you know, that's we're trying to be cutting edge. And I don't know if any of our players are taking collagen, but I know the football players do after the really heavy lifts when they're doing, you know, squatting 500 pounds and all that. Now, that's another podcast we could talk about the difference between strength training and volleyball and strength training and football. We'll save that for another one. How about next month? Sounds good. (laughs) As always, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next month, which also happens to be my birthday month. Oh, my gosh. Which we'll be celebrating the entire month. I'm surprised we're not. Are we taking the whole month off? Yep. I'll, I'll start giving you, texting you gift ideas. Okay. Make sure I give you plenty. You okay. can go you can go get it for me for my birthday. So until next time, go Big Red. Conversation with the Cooks is presented by Husker Sports, featuring Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook and former All-American Lauren Cook. Project manager is Michael Zorb. Edited by Josh Hilkeman. Sound designed by Brett Whitty. Voiceover by Mike Elliott. Cover art provided by Sam Noonan. To find other Husker Sports podcasts, subscribe to the Husker Sports Network wherever you listen to podcasts or listen and find out more at huskers.com slash podcasts.